everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It's Mike, alongside Joe, Ibby, and Craig hanging in the background. Joe, how are you doing today? I am exhausted. I'm a little tired. I'm still sore. Uh, I don't really have any new ailments this week, but my parents are closing in my house on Thursday this morning. I finished up doing the last of their things in the car. So I'm hopefully done beating my body up because next week I have vacation. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, this is a uh, for once you haven't just like destroyed some limb of your body lifting a cabinet up like an obscure staircase. Um, Not that I've noticed yet. We'll find out tomorrow or the next day. Like sometimes you just don't feel pain or your injury until later. Yeah, that's true. When all the when all the uh, adrenaline calms down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh... I've been just been mostly sleep deprived. That's basically it. Because Saturday night I had some of the worst sleep of my life. You just need that vacation, man. I do. And you'll get it soon enough. It's it's getting warmer out, man. Things are getting better. More cards are coming out that we're gonna talk about today. It's been a pretty it's been a pretty solid week so far. Um, we are recording on May 18th. It is a Tuesday. It is around like 5.40, 5.45 in the evening, so something post past that. And it's Mike's birthday. And Yes, it, it is It is my birthday. So I get to record ah. on my birthday, which is which is cool. What um, a special present that is. You're going to talk to me about Dude, Pokemon you know, when, when, it comes to, when it comes to birthdays, I... I like the I like the positive messages. I like people saying stuff, and then like I kind of just go back into my hole of my stuff. Like I kind of just get back on the grind. I'm not a big like, not a big like party guy or anything like that. It, I get it. I don't like much attention myself either. It's like thank you for everything, but yeah, back into my rabbit hole. Thank you for everything. Uh, if you end up giving me Amazon cards, I will happily buy video games with them. So that's cool. But yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty decent so far, and we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about this week. Absolutely, we have a deck list from the Intellion Gengar V Max High Class decks, which I imagine we will be getting eventually down the line. We better, we, we better. These are really cool. Uh, we're gonna have a lot more cards from the EV Hero set. Nothing too crazy, nothing too wild, but enough to talk about. We have a new product that could be coming out with the August set, along with the title for the August set itself um, that will be involving the EVs that we've been talking about the past couple weeks. First thing we're going to talk about is the deck lists. If you don't remember, I want to say it would have been two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we introduced Gengar VMAX and the new Inteleon VMAX as high-class decks coming out in Japan. They will be coming out. I want to make sure I get the date right. I actually don't know if I have a date. It doesn't look like they do. I assume they'll be coming out later in the spring. Sometime in the spring, they'll get them. If you don't remember, Gengar VMAX has the attack that we talked about where for two Dark Energies, it does 60 times the amount of V and GX in play. That was the the pretty like innovative part about the card. Inteleon VMAX is Rapid Strike has the ability double shooter where you may discard a water energy from your hand and put two damage counters on two of your opponent's bench Pokemon. These are pretty cool VMAXs. They're pretty decent. The list for the decks, though, 
You said are... I think the rapid strike Italian is amazing. I'm like, I'm like super geeked about it. I'm waiting for it. You are pretty excited about Inteleon, aren't you? Yeah. Damage counter, spread, that's right up your alley. And returning energy back in my hands so no one can bop it. Oh, please. Easy. Easy for Joe. Damage counters, OP. The deck lists are awesome. Similarly to the theme decks, or whatever you want to call them, the battle decks that we talked about last week, these decks have Crobats in the list. They have alternative art Quick Balls. They have the supports for single and rapid strike in them. So the stadiums, energy, um, the single strike has the recursion card. I think it's the urn of something. Can't remember the name. Uh, Vitality urn or something. Vitality. Urn of Vitality, I think is what it's called. We have that. We have Boss's Orders. We have Marnie's. We have Junipers. We have a ton of stuff. But sadly, no Cheryl in this deck list. Looking at it, though, again... Pokemon's knocking it out of the park with lists. You get Houndooms, you get Octillaries in each respective deck, of course. You get a couple single prize attackers that are decent. You got Lapras, Alucha, um, you have more Pico and Uveltal and the Gengar one. If these show up in the US, just kind of like the Picaram deck of old, the Reshazard deck of old, those pre-built decks, these are phenomenal. We, we don't exactly know the counts, but the coolest part above everything, every single card in the deck is hollow. At least in Japan. At least in Japan. Do you think they'll do that in the U.S. if we get this product? I don't know, but I sure hope so. The problem, okay, I like hollow cards. I think they're interesting. They're great. But the Japanese hollows are so much better than U.S. hollows. Like, we have that like, weird urine-colored yellow border yeah we do the black the, the white and black borders and everything i guess they have more of a silver border yeah there's a silver border and it shines the best part about the pokemon ho uh hollows in japan are those borders shine up and so i really don't like the u.s ones with the yellow borders it just looks really weird they are kind of ugly aren't they yeah yeah they 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 really do a poor job of printing the cards over here I kind of wish they really spent more time with the quality of the cards here. But, you know, we don't get that pleasure. So these would be yellow border cards for us. But, man, that would still be pretty sick if we got hollow. Honestly, it really would. Yeah. I, it would be a product well worth it. Honestly, I, if it, for some reason, because all of this hollow is 50 bucks, I'd drop it. Buy, buy one. You would just drop <laughs> it right away if it was, what if it was like a $60 product? Yeah, I'd still do it. Yeah, I think a lot of people would be after it. This would, this would be a product that, once again, would be pretty much like, hey, you can't find this anywhere. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd have to like nip that one right in the butt when I find out about it. I'd have to know my, my local car shop and say, hey, I'd really like to have one when it comes out. And I'm sure they can set that up. Yeah. Our local card shop, shout out to Gigi, is always pretty good with... Uh, with making sure that if we want product, we can pretty much get it. Usually, right? Usually we have no problem. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. They they try to look, look after their, their player base. Yeah, and, and there really isn't much else to add to it. If you want to, you should go check out the deck list. Again, these are for the high-class Gengar VMAX and Italian VMAX decks. 
on Poke Beach, Poke Guardian, wherever they're at, I do advise that you take a second and look at them. Next up on the list, we have new cards. We're going to basically go through the line. Some of them are forgettable. Some of them are not so forgettable. Um, these are all coming out with the Eevee Hero set, which releases in Japan on May 28th. The first ones on the list are a Feebas and a Milotic. Feebas is a 30 HP Feebas. It's Rapid Strike, and the attack is Flop Around. So that's about Feebas. That's very similar to, to Magikarp. It is very similar to Magikarp. It's almost like they're similar Pokemon. Almost. Milotic is a Stage 1 Rapid Strike, Water-type with 120 HP. Has the ability Droplet Protection. Whenever your opponent plays a supported card from their hand, prevent all effects of that card done to you or your hand. For one water and a colorless, double smash, 70, flip two coins, so you can do 0, 70, 140. We try to avoid coin flip cards on this show for the most part. It's weak to lightning and has a retreat of two. The interesting part about Milotic, Joe, is the ability. It protects you from, really, I guess, Marnie, right? Marnie, anything that really discards anything out of your hand. And there really isn't a whole lot, is there? No, not all not all Marty's played are bad Marty's. Yeah, it's because there's gonna be one day where you're gonna put the Milotic down and be like, man, I wish I didn't do this because my hands poo poo. Yeah, Marnie. It, I don't know if it's ever going to really until we see a card that really disrupts hands more than Marnie does. I mean, I guess that more times than not, you want your hands. So I guess if it's a one of like you have, we talked about Zoroark last week. If you can somehow make a deck that has a techable Milotic. It's definitely not a bad card. What if I choose, what if I was able to choose to ignore it if need be? That would be pretty decent too. Or you could just put it with uh, Vaporeon, right? We ho- we'll just keep bringing up Vaporeon. You could, just, you could just have it as a tech. Put it yeah. in the discard. And if you want it, there you go. You have Milotic. Yeah. As of now, I wouldn't use it still. Personally. Yeah, as of as of the current moment, it's a pretty subpar card. I can't really see any situations where you'd be using it a ton, but I, I is... could probably see expanded. Yeah, I get, well, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot more disruption in expanded, so I could definitely see that becoming more of a disruption card that you would use. Anything else on my Lodic? No, I agree. Pretty average card. Interesting ability, but I don't think it is super applicable per se next up is a tynamo electric electric and electros tynamo and electric are pretty basic you're usually not going to be messing with these very much tynamo 40 hp lightning electric 90 hp lightning the stage 2 electros for one lightning energy upper shock this does 40 damage and if this pokemon evolved from electric during this turn the opponent's Pokemon is now paralyzed. For one lightning, two colorless. Wild charge, 160. This Pokemon does 30 damage to itself. Speak to fighting and retreat a three. I think this card's pretty average. It's a stage two, and you have to evolve it from the stage one for it to do anything. So it's pretty bad, right? It's not average, it's horrible. I mean, I would talk about Electros in general. If it wasn't a stage one that was evolving on, it'd be like niche, but. I mean, even if it was a stage one, I'd still call it horrible. 
I guess that's fair. So yeah, Electros, Electros, bad card. It's bad card. Next up, we have Pinsir. Pinsir is a 120 HP Grass type basic Pokemon. It is a single strike card and has the ability Max Power Coaching. As long as this Pokemon is in play, damage done by attacks of your single strike Pokemon isn't affected by resistance on your opponent's active. For two grass and one colorless, Seismic Toss for 110, weak to fire, retreat of two. It's, again, the, it's a basic, so that makes it a lot better than like a Milotic. The ability is super niche. I mean, I've definitely been in situations where I wish I didn't have resistances. Like, I play metal a lot in the past, and anytime I play against an electric type at the time, it resisted metal, so that was pretty crappy. But other than that, I, is resistance that big of a deal that you're actually going to need to think about teching this? Not, not really. If, if for some reason, like I said, if for some reason that it becomes an issue, okay. But other than that, it's probably not going to happen. No, I'm going to put it in the average pile. It's one of those things you keep a, one or two of inside your, like your... I'm going to call it a sidebar box. Like You always like have something available just in case you need something. Right. Like It's something I'd probably keep like one of them inside just to keep in case the meta calls for me to... Something that happens with my, rap, rap, or my single strike deck that will cause me to hit resistance somewhere. Or know. like something like it's yeah. If you have the access to the card, you might as well have it type of thing. Yeah, because if resistance ever does become a problem in some super specific meta matchup, it's nice to know that you at least have the option. You probably will never use it, but it's nice to at least know that for a single strike, you have that option. Yes. That pretty much does it for the cards. None of them were too crazy. Probably the most interesting card was Milotic because it protects you from hand disruption. But really... Most practical is probably Heracross. Yeah, most pra- or Pinsir, you mean. Pinsir. Same yeah, thing most, to me. <laughs> most, most practical is Pinsir. But again, resistance is something that we're not really too crazy about. The next piece of news, again, it's a, definitely a heavy news day. With the August set, which we'll talk about later, we will be getting a product called Battle Stadium. This was a product that the last time it was released was in 2004. 2004, Pokemon released an EX Battle Stadium, and essentially it was a two-player theme deck, kind of like the versus battle decks we have now, or the battle arena decks, right? That's what they're called? hmm So you had, like, the... Was it like Ultra Necro on one? Oh no, are you talking about like we have for the I thought you're talking about like the the they're the, trying their version of a board game. We have uh no, not the board adventure. game, not the not that one. I'm talking about the you know how in the past they've had versus battle decks where they're sixty card decks that you pretty much can't even play in standard. Like they're marked specifically. Yeah. Like the Alola Ninetales, Alolan Sand Slash had one, things like that. Yeah. I guess in 2004, this came out, and it's a lot heavier in terms of product. For $22 at the time, again, that's almost seven, that's 17 years ago, it came with the following for $21, $22. 
It came with two 60-card theme decks with two holographic foils. At the time, it was from the EX TCG sets. It had a Blaziken in one deck and a Gardevoir in the other. So those were the two themed Pokemon. It had four 10-card sideboard packs, which I think is pretty much just... It comes with 10 packs of the set. So whatever set this was revolving around or whatever block, you got four packs from that set because you got 120 cards in total, four cards of four packs of 10, total of 160, and that's what it says the box comes with, a total of 160 cards. It comes with the game coin, the damage counters, the condition counters, but basically for $22, so for about $10 more than the theme decks, you get two decks, you get four packs, 160 cards in total. That would never happen today. No, it'd be way up higher. Even yeah. for even for the product for two theme decks in this kind of a setup, I would probably put it at what, 40 at least. Oh, yeah. But the interesting part about it, though, is in the older product, it had an all-new 16-page strategy guide that included, I believe it would be rules for a two-on-two battle. Yeah, when I saw that news, I was like, ooh. Which, if that was the case, now I'm listening. Yes. I mean, as far as we know, it's going to be about 60 bucks. If I told you for $60, you could get two constructed decks, assumably with a V, maybe a VMAX if we're lucky, four packs, two decks, and a board for a completely different version of playing the game. What would be your opinion on that product? I'll do you one better. If it comes with that Gengar uh, VMAX and Intellium VMAX decks in that deck box, I'll pay you 100 bucks. You don't think they'd do that, would you? Um, I'm hoping they do. I mean, those are two decks we know that they're coming out. Yeah, but why wouldn't you put it on something like this? I don't know. Two awesome decks. In a different way to play the game. I don't know. That'd be interesting. If you just got a Gengar VMAX and Teleon VMAX and a two-player. Yeah, dude, that would be incredible. The, the value in that, multiple Crobats, all the staples you would need, multiple VMAXs of cards that are playable, that'd be incredible. I would even play 125 for that. Honestly, I would. I would not, but you're probably right in terms of value. Right? In terms of value, you're probably spot on. I don't know. This comes out August 27th. I can't wait to hear more about it. We really don't know a whole lot about it past that the product exists. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to learn about this. I'm usually not that excited to learn about pre-built decks, pre-built sets, but this is something I'm definitely into. 100%. But knowing that there's a, a 2v2 battle system, I need to look up online and see if I can find the book somewhere. Well, yeah, see what the 2004 set looked like. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's got to be circulating, at least the instruction guide. It's got to be a PDF somewhere. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Finally, we get to our last piece of news, and it will be sort of a shorter show. We do have a lot of news in general, but we got to go through it pretty quickly. We have the name of our August set. In August, we will be getting a set called Evolving Skies. Basically a reprint. And 
if you look at it, you audio listeners, it's a podcast. You you would have to look it up and see it. It is very reminiscent to Roaring Skies, all the way down to featuring Rayquaza in it. Our so, scheme. So I guess we're getting a spiritual reboot of Roaring Skies. Is that? They've I mean, been, if they do that, they rather they, they hope they reprint some of the art onto this one too. If they're gonna be that lazy about it. <laughs> okay, so like evolving is green, right? But yeah. the skies are green in Roaring Skies. Even Literally. the X Y are the similar colors of Sword and Shield. The bl- it it's like this like red brownish color with the green and yellow. It kind of looks like a rebrand. Like your favorite YouTuber just rebranded their channel. It's the same thing. It just looks better. That's it's, it? a ni- it's a nice logo. So but, Roaring Skies. Uh, yeah, it's definitely Roaring Skies. It, in terms <laughs> of the details of what we know, it will feature Duraludon V and VMAX. It will feature Rayquaza V and VMAX. Duraludon will be single strike. Rayquaza will be rapid strike. Um, you assume that the evolving phrase comes from the Eevees that will more than likely be in this set. Um, there better be a Shaman. There, I bet you there will be. I bet you there'll be a Shaman. There'll be a Rayquaza. I don't know what else. I'd have to go back and look at Roaring Skies and see the, like what the EXs were at the time, things like that. But this is fine. I mean, you know what? Everyone's given it flack as of today. I mean, guys, it's not like Pokemon hasn't done spiritual reboots of cards a billion times. Shining Fates. I mean, we just had, yeah, we just had Hidden Fates and Shining Hidden Fates. Fates. But not even just that. Like, how often do you see a card and you're like, oh, that card is just like this other card four years ago. Yeah. So so it's not like it's it's not like it's terrible. I, no. I it doesn't really bug me. It seems to bug a lot of people with how similar it is, but Oh no, I, I think it's just funny. It is pretty funny. It's funny. Like the the hard, the the most difficult thing about this set is trying to get your hands on it because evolutions. You thought yeah. Charizard tax is bad? This is going to be horrible. Well, what also it depends on is they've also mentioned in the Poke Beach article that uh, we don't have confirmation that Eevee is actually in the set. We know that there's an Eevee promo card with Rayquaza in it. I'm oh, come on. But, 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 to be fair with the article, we don't know what's in the special 25th anniversary set yet. Whatever set has all the evolutions and they added Charizard into it, because I'm pretty sure they will and be pretty stupid about that. This is going to be a hard product to get. It probably will be. It probably will be. But yeah, I think this is cool to know it. We know that Chilling Rain is losing 50 cards from the Japanese sets. I think there's a link that actually lists the cards that are getting cut. Uh, I'm going to look at it right now. Did they announce that? Well, there is the article that showed that the set was really big. Because Mm -hmm. Chilling Rain is going to be about... 198 cards, and Japan has a total of 244 from the sets that we're pulling from. Okay. I guess we might not know the specifics of what we're not getting, but you assume that will be thrown into Chilling Rain. The Duraludon Rayquaza size would be thrown into Chilling Rain. That's already 50 cards, 67 cards from each set of the Duraludon and Rayquaza. We're already looking at like 180 cards. So maybe, maybe the Eevees will be part of the anniversary set. I don't know this. Because if we, if you take into account the 50 cards we lost in Chilling Rain, we got to get them at some point. 
And then you're telling me we have two sets with Doral, Donna, Rayquaza. Unless we're not getting some of those cards, maybe the EV. I mean, wouldn't EVs make sense for an anniversary set? Um, yeah, I could. That a Charizard and Pikachu. Well, you mean they blew Charizard into the ground? They blew Pikachu into the ground with the V Max secret rares and all that stuff. If you told me that the EV Heroes was actually the name, it's the Japanese name, but we actually got a set called EV Heroes and it was the specialty set, would you really be very shocked at all? I don't know. No, I wouldn't be. I'd probably beat my head into a wall. Dude, it kind of makes perfect sense, though. It would. But to avoid mass panic and disruption in the whole country, I hope they don't. Well, hopefully at that point, the mass panic won't happen because we've learned how to handle... I don't know, post-pandemic, hopefully product is just printed more properly. Oh, because I, 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 still don't, I still don't want to say, and we might as well get to this topic anyway, I still don't want to say that the reason we ran into all of this was just because of happenstance. I really do firmly believe that because of the pandemic, this was way worse than it needed to be. It definitely was. And I, oh, I mentioned to you the other day, too, like I, so the besides other nerd hobbies like besides pokemon i do play dungeons and dragons and one of the people i play with uh works for target in the regional area here and i learned something pretty cool and interesting about pokemon products in their stores they actually don't own the product they don't actually carry the product apparently a vendor leases a spot in the store for pokemon cards which is pretty interesting. Which makes completely like like understandable sense and why even more they made the decision to stop selling the product or carrying the product or put in their stores. Right. Because the health and wellness of their employees and the, the customers has to come first at this, this point. And like, he's, he, was, he was saying, because he was working security part of it, and he worked security for a long time, he said part of it is that the vendor, people would actually stalk the vendor from his home to the stores. Yeah, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Yeah, he's like, I, you I, gotta stop. I don't blame him in the slightest. I, I do think they'll be back in stores. I don't think they're just gone from Target and Walmart forever. I'm convinced of that. I don't think they're just gone. But people are really gonna have to put themselves in check. That being said, though, we could probably make an entire episode about how people need to put themselves in check over cardboard. Yeah, but, but basically it came down to like it's not worth the potential lawsuit that may be coming from this whole situation. So, Right, I agree. So I, I, I think it will get better. I think it will get better. But we'll, we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. That being said, though, we talked about a lot of good stuff today. Joe, is there anything you would like to say before we head out of here? I'd like to tell everybody that everybody knows about anyways, is Mike's birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. Everybody post and comment about Mike's birthday when you hear the episode. Wish him a happy birthday. Wish him a happy good week, good month. I know he's got class tonight anyways, so he's finagled time uh, between his extracurriculars or kind of job stuff to co- really record for this kind of hour-ish, and then he's going to hop into a call about, I don't know, his school stuff. About school, yep. Well, about I'm, school I'm... stuff. My job is school, and I'm also going to school, so it's just a great time. 
but also like doing besides teaching, right? So Very happy sure. birthday, Mike, and everybody wish him a happy birthday when you guys hear the episode. Comment, like, and subscribe, and post all that fun stuff. Comment, like, and subscribe. Nicely said, Joe. Look, I'm a YouTuber. The YouTuber, the YouTuber, and Joe is ready. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode.